Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is the Anfield Wrap. Neil Atkinson joined by Neil Jones, by Jake Nolan, by Rob Gutman. You know what we're going to get into. We've got Nifarhi to come as well about uh, Liverpool's women's new training facility at Melwood. Uh, but the Anfield Wrap is sponsored by Green King, uh, where football is more than a game. Uh, Green King sports venues are showing every televised Liverpool fixture over the course of the season. So get your friends together and get to your local Green King pub to get closer to the action. Also, their Instagram. Do follow it. It's Green King Sports on there. Loads and loads of bits and pieces. Some of it includes me and John doing stuff. There'll be deals and competitions, so follow them. And you won't just be the first to know about this, but you'll be helping the Anfield Rap as well. Um, we need to start with referees. At the Anfield Rap, I often say at different points during the season, I don't want to be talking about referees. I don't enjoy talking about referees. Um, i tell you what, the referees are doing the best to ensure that we will be. Um, it's, it's a relentless focus that they've got, second to none, from everyone involved in the refereeing uh, fraternity, including Howard Webb. Um, I want to start with, first and foremost, Neil Jones, the missing of the points here on this one. This is not about a contentious VAR decision. It's not about Curtis Jones. Is it a yellow? Is it a red? Is it an orange? This is about something much deeper, which really does strike at, in the, as Liverpool's statements put it, the integrity of the competition. It sounds really grandiose to sort of phrase it like that, but that is the territory which we are in. Yeah, it is. I, I saw it described today as the the biggest error the Premier League has seen officiating error. I don't. I think it's the set. I think it's joint. Cause I think there was one with Sheffield United and Villa, wasn't it? Which was a goal with the technology didn't work, yeah. and Sheffield United were eventually relegated. But that's that is where we're at. It is such a such a big error in terms of. <laughs> I saw the right the right decision. Was or the right information was was gleaned by the by the officials, and the right wrong decision was still made, which is worrying, isn't it? It's worrying in terms of who are officiating the games. There was already worries about them. I think I think they're getting worse and worse as this season has gone on. Those worries with various, you know, every team's got one. You know, Onana, uh, Brentford's penalty that they conceded up at Newcastle last season. Brentford lost the uh, Arsenal lost the goal against Brentford where they drew the lines from the wrong place. Palace lost the goal where they they drew from the wrong defender. Um, but this is this is another level above because this actually means that if you are minded to be 
conspiracy theorist, if you are minded to be believing bias or agendas or whatever, you've got all the evidence you need that you can't trust anything that you see from, from match officials at the moment. And that's, that is a real worry. And on the integrity of the competition, it absolutely does, especially for a club like Liverpool, who have lost a league title by 12 millimetres in the last five years. I've lost one or two by getting 90 plus points. But the opposition getting one point more. The, the, one, the one point more, one goal more. Liverpool, I, I saw, I remember a thing that was said that Liverpool were five games away from being triple Premier League winners, triple Champions League winners and unbeaten Centurion champions of, of the league. That's how close Liverpool have been to, to immortality. The points and the, the moments in September or October mean as much as in April and May. It's important, I'll reiterate it, that it doesn't become tribal this. I'm conscious I'm saying this on the Anfield rap um, and all those different ways and I've seen that there's a rush back to that today. It felt as though for approximately 24 hours everyone was saying, God, this is a major one. This is something quite serious and it's happened to every club, Rob, uh, one way or another but this is worse. And that was that was what was happening there for a period of time. And now um, I don't think it's just Liverpool's statement but I think Liverpool had to make a statement they were right to. But in doing so, what it does is it throws out loads of other people saying, well, what about this? What about this in the Champions League final? What about this? People arguing with false premises in order to be able to attack straw men. And that's not just randoms on Twitter. That includes football journalists and arguably the most prominent pundits in the country. So you end up in this situation where, for me, it's really important that the idea that this is tribal is killed stone dead. Yeah, it is really important. And people need to go back to trusting their instincts, how they felt at that moment. Football took a really deep breath when it found out about that from all, all corners of the spectrum. Just because something's a bit like something isn't, doesn't mean it's the same as something. We live in a world of false equivalence. This, this is not the same as your team was hard done by, by VAR. This isn't even a problem with the idea of VAR. It's the, it's the idea, it's, it's a terrible series of human errors. And that, that was the word used, I think, in the PMGOL statement. What, some order of those letters. One of those, yeah, that, <laughs> that, 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 anagram. Yeah, anagram, yeah. Um, <laughs> Liverpool use the term sporting integrity has been compromised, which feels nicely legalistic and threatening, and I, I approve heartily of that, even if Gary Neville doesn't. Gary Neville felt that Liverpool were being vague, but he feels vaguely strongly about it, I noted. What, what is key on your, your point, Neil, which, which I think everyone has to hold focus on, unfortunately it does get tribal because we're the ones motivated to hold focus on it, and whereas the fans of other clubs are motivated to go, oh, get lost, it's one of them. But the truth, the truth is what, what it is. We know what the truth is, even with our, in our own realm. It's, a, as Neil said, it may just be the most egregious injustice in the history of the Premier League. Let's call that, that, that the parameter. Uh, it's unprecedented. I mean, yes, there are, there, you can go... There's, there's always a question of degree. The, 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 uh, the episodes Neil cited. I mean, last year we had a goal given against against Arsenal because mm -hmm. somewhere he was in the, in the line of sight on an offside. The camera, the camera didn't stretch far enough back. That's, that's, yeah. so I'm not okay with, but it is going to happen that officials will make mistakes. They will make mistakes of judgment. But this wasn't. This is an admin error. I, I said to you before, Neil, and it just slightly reductio ad absurdum. Is imagine if if the, what the scoreboard said was the fact, and the scoreboard just went three two to Liverpool and said, "Oh, the guy just put the wrong score up. It's actually two one to Tottenham." But unfortunately, we've got to stay with three two because he's done that. <laughs> and you go, "Well, that's just not fair. You can't. You have to redo the whole thing. That can't stand." 
The goal was given by the VAR. It was factually a goal. You know, Luis Diaz, as you said to me before, Neil, his goal bonus should apply. He should say, <laughs> I, if, I, if you missed out on the golden boot by a goal, he should say, no, I didn't. I'm taking it to, I'm taking it to Zurich, to the court of sports, something or other. I do... So what this begs is, one, this is unprecedented. I think it also should start begging a question, which I don't think it gets begged by these things, when when these injustices happen, is what's the remedy? It can't just... Sorry. The fact that they said sorry is is really what... Well, they haven't said sorry yet. They haven't said sorry yet. They made a statement acknowledged the error. They acknowledged the error. They made a statement that's in the realm of sorry. Uh, It feels a bit like sorry, but the word sorry or apologise isn't in there. It's setting the scene for a massive soz. It's going to be in capital letters (laughs) with an emoji. Um, (laughs) What emoji? Maybe crying, laughing eyes emoji. The crying, laughing eyes Oh, hands up emoji. hands up emoji. Well, we should respond with sideways eyes emoji (laughs) and then angry face emoji. Because <laughs> because it's not it's it's not acceptable. Liverpool should go. Okay, you, you what? You can't replay the game because that's that's unprecedented. Although I'm not sure it is in world football. It may be there may be a precedent that I don't know about. What about some? But this is akin to a points deduction of sorts for, for us in a sense, or potential points deduction. What about giving us a shitload of money? We'll have. 30 million. That's what we value the conversation. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm only part, part I'm not even, I don't think yeah. I'm even joking here. Put, let Liverpool's lawyers put a value on it. Because I tell you what, when City are facing points deductions, I know it's a different thing. But again, we're dealing with unprecedented situations. I think everything should be in play here, no pun intended. The, the butterfly effect of it, uh, Jake, is that, I want to be clear about this, if the goal's given, which it is given, but if the goal stands... And it should stand. You end up in a situation where I think there's every chance, and this is why I think it's important not to get carried away. Tottenham galvanise themselves, go, we're playing against 10, do better than they do after their goal, because Tottenham are terrible between their goal and half time. It's mad what they do. But they could go, right, okay, we roll our sleeves up, we're not copping for this, we're at home, it's gone 1 0 to Liverpool. What we are going to do now is we're going to go up the other end. There could be 2 1 to Tottenham at half time. And that's why this is really, really hard. Like, if it's, I'd have more of a more sympathy for the idea of just change the score if it's the last kick. And then you could say, well, it's the last kick, and we know we've got it wrong, and it was the last kick, in the same way that Matip's thing is effectively the last kick. But that's not really a move, I don't think, because that's the way football works. Sometimes you respond really well to adversity, as Liverpool actually do in this game. Sometimes you respond badly to adversity. It's a good Tottenham team. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you can say with any certainty, do this, do that. The remedy of this is so difficult. But what it therefore means is they can't hide behind half, half-bothered statements. They can't hide behind a lack of transparency. The The... You know, I feel as though it's got to go all the way up to the top. I feel like Neil does that the refereeing's getting worse. And not only is the refereeing getting worse, but I feel a bit like the referees are getting hard, seem harder and harder and harder to deal with. Guardiola misses a game at the weekend for a touchline ban. He's had three yellow cards, you know. And by the way, City should get a second yellow. Uh, Wolves should get a second yellow just before half time at the weekend. Let's be clear about that as well. And then it doesn't help that people are jetting off to the UAE to referee <laughs> games. Like when you begin to go through all of this, I don't know quite what you do, but. It's just got to be better. It's just got to be not a little bit better. It's got to be well better. Yeah, I mean, at best, it's incredibly, incredibly inept, isn't it? And at worst, it's it's you know it's bordering on some sort of corruption. Um, and I think, I think ultimately where where I where I lie with it is it's it's probably somewhere between the two. But the problem is, it's not just the goal, is it? It's what's happened in the terms of what happened with the results in the day. It's what happened with Jones. It's what happened with the penalty shots. Um, and it's what happened, um, you know, with the other time and things like that, the bookings. So I think, 
and it's it's a very British thing, I think, to to do is almost like, oh no, it's not, it won't be, it won't be corrupt, it won't be that, it won't won't be this, that you, blah blah blah. But you look across the the landscape of the game at the moment, you got Barca up on charges of corruption. It's like yeah, Italy yeah. Is, is strife with, with with corruption. So to think that it it wouldn't or it shouldn't or that wouldn't happen to us, it, it's not right. And, and I tell you what, isn't right. Shooting off to the UAE to ref a game a couple of days before. I mean, I was in London all week and I'm still knackered now. <laughs> so, so so never mind, never mind, um, never mind shooting off there. But yeah, I mean, we we, we need to not not even from a Liverpool landscape, from from the games landscape, we need to take a long hard look at the game in this country. To, to address an issue that you mentioned about the change in tone from people and I've seen this this seems to have angered a lot of Liverpool fans almost more than the incident this kind of like well hang on why are you telling us to move on or, or this false equivalence of oh what replay the game or whatever I think you can put a little bit of it down there is clearly a crisis in, in this country beyond for the professional game with referees and the way they're treated yeah. so there is, a, there is a, a desire from people to let's not let's not build a bonfire here and start throwing yeah. referees on it because what happens on here is happens on a Saturday and a Sunday morning and happens in under sevens games, under eights games and I know people are very careful of not sort of doing that and we saw Jermaine Genus the week before which is ironic in terms of a Spurs yep. commentator fuming at a VAR decision against Tottenham and getting punished for it or having to apologise for it. There's also the, the spectre of Saudi Arabia taking referees away from the Premier League at the moment so there is this feeling of oh, in a few weeks time we could be looking scratching around for referees to actually referee our games and that, our problem our problems are even bigger so I can see why there would be a, a willingness to n- not make it absolutely sort of Armageddon time but from Liverpool's point of view I, th- I don't think Liverpool expect but, anything I think what Liverpool expect is no this is we're not going to shut up I think that's I think that's what their statement is basically I don't think they're saying give us the points give us a replay give us money give us whatever don't let him referee but our this, game. But this, they this, just want this in conversation yeah, in the public the, the, eye still. This is why, though, for me, Neil, this goes all the way to the top. This isn't about who's refereeing under sevens and how they're being treated. Mm-hmm. That's this. That, this is different for me. This is, and I feel as though guidelines and procedure. So to go wider than just this incident, but but it's part of this. Guidelines and procedures, I think, have made the refereeing of football matches harder this year. Unquestionably, yeah. un- I, I feel as though on the Jones one. I feel as though it's an orange. And what I mean by that is I think I think you can give it as a red, you can give it as a yellow, on pitch he gives it as a yellow. We've been told the threshold for that for that this year is going to be higher, and we've seen some evidence of that. And I don't want to make this about Hooper. I'm going to come back onto Hooper, because I think Hooper ends up having the worst Saturday night of his life. But I... And I understand why, and I want to come back onto that in a minute and actually say a couple of nice things, which is mad considering how furious I was during the game. But the there is a thing there where, because... It feels like it's now much more. It's now tougher to get a VAR referral around a penalty, around this, around that, or the other. But they've decided on excessive force. It's actually going to be easier to go over and get it. But that doesn't make any sense to the punters, and it doesn't make any sense to the players. And I feel as though the players, and it's not just the Liverpool players. As I said before, Guardiola's on a touchline, but I think Marco Silva's had one, or is on the verge of yeah. one. There's, it, it isn't just the players. I'm also include the managers. It isn't just Liverpool. I feel that, but Alison Becker comes out and says, "Well, we can't speak." We can't say a word. And I think Andy Robertson gets a yellow card that I do not understand. And I think he keeps lying down on the floor because he thinks, if I stand up here and this fella gives me a yellow, I've got to calm down. I've got to control me because I can't control him. (laughs) And I'm going to go mad here. And the, the point about this is that 
the the players and the managers to me they're not being shown respect by the officials but they the, the, the haven't respect imposed upon them by this idea of well you can't question anything don't even think about questioning anything and that is also in the context I understand the wider context that's also making it so 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 hard as the referee and feels like it's getting worse and worse yeah I mean this instance Obviously, I think the I think the the bottom line, the first thing that needs to happen is the we need to hear what was going on in the in the Stockley Park room. What was the exchange between the officials? Because I can't, I just can't get my head around I can't get my head around the guys who do the replays, the cameras. That one of them wouldn't go. No, no, no. He's 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 flagged. They they've they've zoomed in on the linesman. With I, a flag saw, I saw it in a pub. Yeah, you, they've <laughs> zoomed in on the linesman, so they not as as the assistant VAR and the VAR not at any point gone. Tell you what, Diaz doesn't—he's not really celebrating that goal, is he? You know, like, <laughs> why, why is he? Why is he sort of? Why is he just gone back to left wing? You know, like why? Why? Why are Tottenham kicking off from twenty yards outside the penalty area? Like, I just—I can't understand. Also, just from a common sense perspective, I think. Listen, we haven't done the job, so we can't speak with that much knowledge of it. But you can speak with common sense. So the first thing I'd be saying if I'm in VAR and someone says, "Right, check that," he goes, "Okay, what am I checking? Okay, I'm checking offside, right?" Um, yeah, and you would say the word. No, he's onside. Um, you, at some point, you would say, "No, he is onside." You wouldn't just go, "Yeah, all sound." You wouldn't. You wouldn't do it, would you? You'd, you'd actually say, "I'm going. Let me just check." Uh, yeah, he, he looks onside. Yeah, he's onside. Like you, that would that would have to be said. Use the English language. You've heard it on that mic, though. But he there was one, and it, you, it's detailed what they say. They're like, oh, "I'm checking number eight. Uh, there's, there's a potential. There's a potential offside in the build-up for this. So let me just check that. There's, there's detail." That can't have been there if 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 that decision was reached because there's four people there and a referee who must have at some point been able to to realise that. Hang on, what are you what are you talking about here? You do you think this is a goal? It's not a goal. And as for the other thing of oh well, once they've kicked off, they realised they made the error and they can't bring it back. Yes, you can. Well, yes, yeah. you can. You just go like that with your whistle. Have you seen say, the clip where, where, you know, where, where, they're, where they're speculating where he might have found out where the, yeah, the yeah, first place? No, play. I haven't seen it. No, he just has a look on his face like yeah. To, but, but but you yeah. can do it. It's like there's a Pruder film. <laughs> you take it, it frame by frame. It's this idea that that's protocol and you follow. It. It's like yeah, but sometimes protocol, right? Is it just needs to be broken because it's just it's just stupid and you've made the mistake and you can stop the game and you can go over to Ange Postecoglou and Jurgen Klopp and say. I'm sorry about this. We have absolutely had one yet, right? I'm going to put it up on the big screen. We're going to show you the lines. My, I got the wrong end of the stick. The VAR got the wrong end of the stick. It's a goal. And you can calm... Well, you might not be able to calm the fans down completely, but you can you can put it up and say, look, that's what it is. Like, swallow it. And if you have to take a fine from IFAB or whatever or a little slap on the wrist about you didn't follow your VAR protocol, soz. But this is my issue with the, with the sort of technology in the first place. I mean, I, I was at the game, the West Brom game, when it was trialled, the, the famous game, oh. the FA. I think we spoke about it before. And for me, genuinely, I remember coming out to that ground and to, at that day and saying, football's changed today. Mm. And we, we, we're, going, we're going around the houses and it's come out with, with the statement that it's to make the officials' lives easier. Now... I haven't refereed much, but I've been in around a football my whole life. It makes their job so much more difficult. So it's the idea that, that it makes them, you know, he's had to make that decision on Curtis Jones, basically sat in the main stand at top, Tottenham, Tottenham's, um, at Tottenham's ground. You've got 65,000 people above you. You're waiting in the gaps. Natural anxiety as a human being. Technology can be flawed. I'm, I'm just not having it. I, I, it's my opinion it was always brought in to create this, create this debate. 
drama. Yeah, create drama to, to have more eyes on it from people who aren't football purists. And ultimately, that's, that's what it's doing, isn't it? So it's well, doing its I, job. I went the Leicester game. I'm sure if you, we went the Leicester game on, on Wednesday. I think he's offside for Leicester's goal. But I don't care. Because like, you know, I, I I was right on line with it. And yeah, I, as he played side. it, I went, that's off. And I thought, and I forgot the VAR wasn't in, so I thought, oh, he's off. Like, VAR will sort that. And I was like, oh, there's no VAR tonight. That didn't bother me. I just thought, you know what, fair enough. Okay, but he might he might not have been off. He might have been. Simicash might have been fouled, fouled in the build And it was like a nice reminder, almost, of like, it's all right, you know, you, you, you can swallow You can swallow a exactly. sort of a dodgy offside call. Yep. There was one, Liverpool lost the league, another league, Years and years ago, when Raheem Sterling was about five yards on side at the Etihad, and okay, it, it does everyone's head in. But you sort of, do you know what? Like they make mistakes. They, they, like we can, you can swallow it. You can't, you can't swallow it when they a they make the first mistake, then they correct it, and then they make another one that's even worse on top. And you, so you, you denied the goal twice, almost in, in the sense of they've 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 had two goes at, want, at doing you over. I'll bring you in a minute, Rob. I want to come on. So I, so Hooper has a terrible game. Yeah. Um, I'm I, like I think it's a relentlessly like, bad it's like game. It's like an eighties, like an eighties podcast. This yeah, like. <laughs> um, and it's a relentlessly bad game. And I, and I, but it only becomes relentlessly bad. I would argue from the offside decision because I feel as though now in his head he feels like he can't do right for doing wrong because he knows this process has literally denied Liverpool a goal. And in the end, um, you know, as I say, at the time, the Andy Robertson one, at that point, genuinely, I was like, you know, my inner chimp was, <laughs> it was like Nosley Safari Park. You know what I mean? It was, it, was, it was a horrendous state of affairs. But in hindsight, he's been absolutely stitched by his colleagues and he's been put in this position and he's left with, and because you don't know what the VAR, because for me, it isn't just that audio. It's then, does the VAR then say to him, you can't change this now? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like that, you can't change. So he's like going, "Oh God!" And then from there, the game's getting the game to me, Jake. There's two yellow cards. Sorry, two red cards and eleven yellows. And I don't think there's a bad tackle in it apart from the Jones one, where he's just out of control. It's not malicious. No. And he and he has he has really hard lines with with with, with the ball. Whatever you think of it. And at some point, I reckon in the next week, the FA are going to charge Liverpool and Tottenham with losing control of their players. And that's going to be mad. Because the one thing the players actually all deserve credit for is the players keep their heads unbelievably well in this scenario. And there's only a bit of stuff on social media afterwards. But my point is, Jake, to your point, is that becomes an impossible task for that referee. Because the one thing he doesn't want to do either is end up being told he's even the scores or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd tell... Tell the, the girls and the lads at, at, at my football club, you know, if you when they moan about refs, if you want better officiating, try and play at a better level. But the problem with this one is the playing at the elite level and <laughs> still they're still not getting it great. So so maybe my point's not valid there. But I just I just think this is what I'm trying to say when it comes down to the technology and it and all everything else that they're bringing in, in the eyes on and the fact that he knows he's the R five game on Sky and all these things. Are relevant. Game of the weekend. Yeah, all these yeah. things are relevant because that's a, that's a human being there. And, and, and with you, Neil, it's hard for me to sympathise, but it, but it's also you need to take all these things into context and try and be objective about it and be like. He's, he's even stitched before a ball's kicked, really. He's stitched when, you know, Diaz's goal goes in. But my point is, is I think it's so difficult for them. And the fact that they're only one person with 22 people on the pitch, two linesmen and technology, it's making the job a whole lot more difficult, in my opinion. And then the, the fact that these these sort of um, processes are brought in place with, with the screens around the ground. Can you imagine trying to make a decision where you've got where you stood in front of a thousand people who are trying, trying to shout F and blind are you trying trying to make a decision at that point? It's just utterly, utterly ridiculous. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rob, the last part of this is the statements, Liverpool's statements is, I'm stunned by how strong it is from Liverpool, it really is, it's no messing about, um, they're getting stuck in, the PGMOL statement is neither use nor ornament really, it's the panic thing they pulled together at the very end of the match, uh, where they realise as though they're in real trouble, but Liverpool's statement in the end is really, really strong, I'm not at all into Howard Webb front an investigation uh, for a circumstance I think he's helped create, um, a mistake he's ultimately responsible for, I think Liverpool want to feel as though this is going to be done properly. And I think that that's the, the first part of this, but also secondly, that, that something's going to change. And I think there might be a third part from Liverpool's point of view, which maybe is a little bit tribal, in that I think Liverpool may feel as though we haven't been very well refereed this season. No, just just take it point at a time. The Howard Webb aspect is interesting. Well, it became more interesting this morning. I saw a tweet from Paul Dalgleish, who um, managed in uh, is it, was it the MLS or whatever yeah. incarnation of it yeah. in America? The one the below, States, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, the States. Then he said in a game he was involved with Howard Webb ordered a game to be replayed because of a refereeing error. I don't know what the circumstances or the detail are, so apologies if that's too anecdotal, but I think that creates an interesting dynamic with him being there. Not that I have expectation that this will be replayed. Uh, Liverpool's statement is incredibly powerful, really, uh, and I, it's, it's, I said to you before, the, the penultimate paragraph almost... They're almost giving them an out and saying things have got to change, but, but Liverpool's final, final... Uh, what's the word? Final cut in their in their final paragraph very much indicates that Liverpool are prepared. I think, well, they're threatening to take legal action here. That they see this, as we said earlier in the show, they see this as unprecedented, and they don't believe we have to take it lying down. Whether they think the minimum that comes out of it is that we as a club, this is again, we can't help this BB tribe. We as a club get get less persecuted. I mean, we've got a list, we've got a shopping list of stuff we feel hard done by on. To have had four reds so far this season, you know, mm-hmm. once is, one bad red's careless, two soft reds is is, is, is naughty, three and four where, the, where you go, come off it. And the thing about these, which I'd like to focus on without over-diverting on is, where is in each case, apart from the McAllister one, you can go, I understand why you gave a red there. If you, d- if you replay those situations in 10 other games, in 9 times out of the 10, or maybe 19 times out of 20, that wouldn't be given as a red card. So in the sense of probability, Liverpool are being given red cards with very low thresholds, I would argue. The Curtis Jones one is a case in point. Nobody at Tottenham appealed for the red. Or the, uh, yeah, or the, when he went over the ball, stood on the ball. Nobody did, as far as I could make out, in the, in, in the ground. Uh, 
And I don't think anybody would be appealing for retrospective action after the event, and nobody would feel hard done by it. But this is happening time and time again. We're getting... So I just wonder whether there's a bit of Liverpool putting a marker down. I mean, it's, it, you can go to things like Salah never gets a pen, or they got one the other week. Klopp gets banned for everything he says. I think we feel we're jumped on quite there's, from great heights. And I wonder if that plays into some of the statement. I might be wrong. There's some good work from, from Paul Tompkins around it. And you know, I think it's worth people going and checking that out. There's also the fact that Liverpool seem to get a certain ref- couple of referees with greater regularity than others. That feels a little bit odd. There's little things like Neil, the half twelve thing is another, is another one. The half twelve thing fil- filters in. There's a little thing I think around. I mean, let's be clear about this. Our left back was elbowed by a liner this calendar year. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and there's times where, and I, as much as possible, I was saying we've got to try and laugh that off. We've got to try and laugh that mm. one off. It's a mad thing that happens in football. But right now, that stuff feels harder to laugh off because of the context, as you said before. Then you've got this, this as as Rob sort of listing there, that issue, and then you're wondering why Liverpool players are just basically running around furious with the referees for 90 minutes, yeah. and everyone's got to try and calm down. But that, but there's a bit in me that goes that includes the refs. To me, it doesn't seem an accident that the referee that Klopp has a go at them referees Liverpool against Aston Villa. Yeah. Like to me, this feels as though there's there's fucking needle all over the place, and everyone's got to try and calm themselves down. Possibly. I mean, I think I think Liverpool are going to get in a bit more as well because I think Alexis McAllister is going to get an FA charge. I would be. I would be I think he's surprised well. if he doesn't. I think he'll get a ban for it. He might get a slap on the wrist, but I think there'll be something. I think something will happen on it. I mean, you know, I so, saw so Ryan Baffles tweet on Saturday night, which I enjoyed. Given that he's he, he reprised his Howard Webb um, one from years. He, he was the original, oh, yeah. the original yeah. social media um, sort of extraordinary. Post. Someone yeah, say yeah, yeah, but he was he was one of the first players. I remember being yeah. punished for a social media post. I think Alexis McAllister might be in the same boat, which is in, uh, absurd, really, when you think. <laughs> it was he's based having a chat with his mate, and he's you know, someone, someone obviously. Bounce. I know he's done it yeah. in there, yeah. But um, yeah, I, th- I do think there is. I think the statement from Liverpool, I think, is a little bit of them recognising their own power as the big one of the biggest clubs in the in the country, one of the two biggest clubs. It's like, well, no one's going to listen if Burnley do this. No one's going to listen if Sheffield United start moaning about referees. We'll just you're going down anyway. Shut up. <laughs> with Liverpool, it's like, round. This is where we can do it now. It's our five kickoff. It's this. Everyone's talking about it. Gary Neville said he felt sympathy with Liverpool in 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 life. You know that's happened. So that we, let's capitalise on this sort of feeling of no, this is a big big deal. I don't I don't personally think they'll they'll pursue legal action or anything like that. I think what they want to do is just go. And you're not gonna you're not gonna sort of say say sorry and we'll forget about it. We're gonna keep this conversation at the forefront by pushing for changes in process, changes in you know transparency, the way the way referees. Handle themselves after games or or or, or during the selection games. process. The, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, if nothing else, if you've been to Dubai on Thursday, you can't referee in London on Sunday. You know, the players we, you wouldn't play a player that's done that. You know, you yeah. you do the Sunday or the Monday game. I mean, he was they were doing they were doing Saturday Sunday. Yeah, he was on overtime. England. He was doing Saturday, and then he was meant to be doing Nottingham Forest on the Sunday as the fourth official, yeah. I think, wasn't he? And Christmas then, is coming, to be fair. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he got bills to pay. I reckon he got weighed in well in <laughs> Dubai, to be fair. But you know, even just that, if that's one, if that's one thing that comes out of it, listen, when when you're going to Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, wherever you're going, 
we we want to know about it, and you're not refereeing a game for a certain amount of time. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. It you can't be, be doing like you know what. It, well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's this is not questioning anyone's propriety or integrity, but it's saying that the whole thing needs to have a sense of propriety and integrity. Yeah. If you see what I mean, Jake, I think it's mad. Yeah. I think it's mad that that's just oh well, that sound. Yeah, like in general, like that sound. That sound. The no. DJM also. It's like refereeing a Champions League game. It's like it's not, is it? Because it's not, it's not in the same continent for a kickoff. But it's all it's it's also you wouldn't. You wouldn't referee the Champions League on the Wednesday and then go, right, we're going to do the Europa League as well on the Thursday. You just, you just don't... Eight hours away, you wouldn't do it. it Propriety is important. Mm. And what all of this has done is it's completely removed it, as Neil said before, from at the top. That's what the biggest concern about this is, is why trust them? Yeah. It's, yeah. Are you going to explain it? Can you tell me why I should? Have you got a line for me? Can you make me trust them? I'm looking to you for guidance. <laughs> No, I mean, you know what? Not for the I, first I want, time. In a way, in a, I do think in a, in a way we were sort of guilty of muddying our own waters, which we weren't going to do at, at the beginning of the show. But there, it is worth saying that had the, the, the key incident over the disallowal of the Luis Diaz goal or the allowal of the Luis Diaz goal not been a, a talking point... Everything else in that game was. It was what it would have been the most controversy packed. And do you remember the two two there a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. Was one of the most controversy packed ones. Paul Tierney. This yeah, Paul Tierney. This would have been one of those things where we said we absolutely really need to have a look at what's going on with VR, with referee selection, what have you. It's important to keep coming back to the point that this is different from what happened in that moment. I know the I processes agree. are linked. Um, I agree. And I, I think Neil, without being argumentative with you about it, I don't think I don't I think I couldn't call what Liverpool are going to do just yet. I think what that that statement was was a was a holding yeah. statement. Um, I think they're having meetings today and they'll have them tomorrow. And I definitely think they'll involve lawyers, sports lawyers, and say we got something here. Because I, you'd be wrong if you. I'd be disappointed in the club if they weren't doing that. They weren't at the least being opportunist. Do you like how strong the statement is? Yeah, I really do. I really like it, how strong it is. I mean, I like. I mean, I keep going back to Gary Neville talking about it being vague. I think. Uh, I think it's threatening, is what it is. It's 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 a, it's a statement that uh, for, you know it's a precursor to legal action. I, it, well, I think Gary Neville done that by the way because he he's almost the strongest piece of evidence for the for that statement in a way, and that's what I think that's why he's backtracking a little bit now in my in my opinion because what he mentioned what happened during commentary is almost. One of the reasons that backs up the statement. Yeah. And also, you, you saw Gary Neville's reaction when Kelly Cates read out the statements. He was like, oh. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I mean, he does that a lot, yeah, to be yeah. fair, doesn't he? Does that, that, <laughs> he loves his, that voice. Yeah. I, I, I can't bear it. In co-commentary. <laughs> in co-commentary. But that, that, Do it again. Oh, <laughs> no. This, and he was like, this is huge. He, he was the one. He, was he the basically blew them up, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he went, this, yeah, yeah. this is not good. This it, is really bad. And that's why I think he saw that. And then he's kind of, kind of, you know, you know, he's diluting a little bit now. Because he knows that he's, he's kind of. Going to get called as a yeah, witness yeah, for exactly. LFC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you or did you not think it was a shit decision, Mr. Let me, Neville? Let me play this noise back. You've heard it before. But, but this yeah. is, this oh. is, did you do that lightly, Mr. Neville? Actually, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, again, though, I, I mean, I I'm going to go back to it. I don't think we, we should just get hung up on the Diaz goal, though, as well. It's all the other instances that followed, the thing that I couldn't get my head around. And, you know, if you. If you want to use VAR in the correct and proper way, that which they tell us to be used, go back and watch the, the Jones tackle again. He gets pulled by their player, yeah, which, does, which, yeah. which stops him from going through the tackle properly. I agree. I think it's all fair, and I think it wasn't brought into that wasn't brought into the conversation. I think it's all very, very fair. Let's talk about the game because that's what we like to do. Um, they show real spirit. I mean. God, you love them coming off at the end. I think I think the, the way to sort of describe it is there are ways to lose a game of football, and I think that was that was a way to lose a game of football and come away taller and stronger. Best ever defeat. Yeah, taller and stronger. I I I I believe I I would 
going back to Gary Neville, maybe throw him in. But I think there'd be neutrals who are watching that who would have been dying for Liverpool to hold out there and would have been, oh, that's, I'm gutted for them there. People who don't even like Liverpool, I think, would have been saying, oh, that's, that's harsh. They, they played, I thought they played, they were the better side with 11 v 11. I thought they were the better side 11 v 10. And I thought they were heroic with nine men and played really smartly, really well organised. So harsh that Joel Matip's the sort of the figure at the end of it because I thought he was probably Liverpool's man of the match. Yeah, I mean, him, Van Dijk, and Allison, you know, as as a trio, were, were immense. And I think if you can if you can channel it and you come away, and I think you know, I don't know which of you guys were there, if any, that sort of scenes before the away end. You saw Trent just before the just before the the final whistle when he it was one one. He was he done his. Oh, he was up. right up he to won, us. He, he won the throw the in, didn't he, in the corner yeah. and was like, yeah. you could, like I think if you can channel that, it was incredible. This doesn't really. this doesn't damage anything for Liverpool in terms of except for the, the squad options for next weekend, you know, and, and and going forward because of injury and and suspension. I don't think it damages anything. In fact, I think Liverpool come out of it galvanized by by the fact that listen, we don't we don't fear anyone. At it sort moment. of felt we'll, like we'll a do, win. We'll do you at nine. It sort of felt like a win in, yeah. a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a painful way that you haven't actually... You know, I think you said in one of the shows, Neil, that at the end, I think one of the reasons it was easier to deal with as well in a footballing sense is because the, the loss, even though it was a, a, a horrible blow last minute, last seconds, it was still only the loss of a point. It, it wasn't the, the drop from the three at that mm. point. If anything... What we wanted to prove, we'd proven. What I always felt going into that last minute, may the heavens fall now. Maybe we, may they score or score twice in, in this last minute. What we've done here today is incredible because nobody, um, probably there are some examples, doesn't get battered with nine men, ten men. There are stories. It affects teams psychologically if they've got eleven versus ten. It can swing either way. Nine men, nah, all bets are off. You're getting fucking, you're getting humped. Aren't you, you just are. Oh, it, it's it's always a bad outcome at nine men. But it was, and it wasn't just nine minutes, it was nine minutes for a long, long time. 21 minutes plus stoppage time. Yeah. Half an hour, but too much. I, I have to say, I mean, again, staying with the football, I think our manager was, uh, and has been, superb. With Brilliant. It. He says we've never really trained for this, but I tell you what, because we never trained for it. The on-the-spot leadership and tactical decision-making and calmness he's shown has been unbelievable. It's incredible. And obviously translated to the players, what he's doing. Just a, just a sense of, don't worry, we've got... It almost feels like Klopp was able to translate, certainly in the 10 versus 11s we've had, is, don't think this is a problem. It's not a problem, it's an opportunity. And that's how it's perhaps... The removal of excuses, Neil, yeah. Neil talks about a lot, don't you? Getting rid of excuses this season, we, we don't do them anymore. Don't do them. For me... Tactical acuity from the manager, and I'll, I'll not, I'll not stop anyone at the minute from praising the manager to the skies. But tactical acuity from the players, yeah, because you don't train for it. You've got to sort it out as you go, and you've got to talk. You've got to talk like nothing on earth. You know what I mean? And 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 to me, the nine who finished the game are all clever, clever footballers worthy of massive respect because they, the manager obviously plays a massive part, but they're sorting that out as well as they're going. Yeah, you know, Rob mentions there that it felt like a win. And I think, you know, to talk about the past six months, maybe six to 12 months, I think the optimists in us a bit have been saying, you know, we're building towards something back back, back to us again. And I think, you know, the negative Nellies within the room have been like, no, it's cold coming down, crashing and burning. I think why it feels like a win Saturday, Rob, is because we know we've got the mentality monsters back. It's confirmed. It's confirmed in front of everyone now. You know, even the biggest of sceptics would say, no, Liverpool are back and we're here to do business. Yeah. You know, we're the only team, I believe, in world football who could have done that. Genuinely. Genuinely. Honestly, because I think the character and, and the manager, yeah, don't make no mistakes, I'm his biggest fan. We had a bad season last season, but he's back and, and so is the team and, and we, that is the team. You, you know, I thought it and you know 
everyone watching that game thought Liverpool when they got those corners were going to win it. And, 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 and that, that the inevitability of Liverpool. But last year it was they went, no, didn't no, it? It yeah. went, it went last year. There was times where Liverpool were two 0 down at half time, and he come out and had a little go ten minutes. But you never ever thought they were going to get back into. It. I remember Brentford away. You thought mm, they're not, they're going to, they're not. They haven't got it. They haven't got it. When he went down to nine men, you look and you're going twenty minutes. That's a long, long time. And then you're going, do you know what though? They're doing all right here. And then you're going, by about 87, I thought we looked likely to win somehow. They were fucking gone. I mean, they were gone. Just just, just as an example, what's Haro Endo ahead of the ball in in stoppage time thinking, we're going to win this. We're going to trend ahead of the ball. And you you might say, oh, that's a bit careless. Ryan Gravenberg trying to dribble into the penalty area rather than going in the corner. You're like, that's that's what these, this team's become at the moment. It's like, so what? So what, you've got two extra men? The rubbish? We'll, we'll be here. You know, that's, that's, that's the sort of attitude. And I think the way, you know, the fact that Darwin Nunez becomes like a sort of this this figurehead of a great, great away performance. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get on the pitch. But the fact that he's there beating the chest, you've got Alexis McAllister, sort of these like sort of new players into the team that are going, good that, like, you know, that wasn't that good. Look, 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 look what we've got with this. You know, like, when we keep eleven on the pitch, we're going to batter teams, and I think I think there's a genuine feeling now that let's have it, let's have it now. You know, I, I, I think they were fearful of last last season. I think there were games we went to. I definitely went down to Brighton, to Wolves, and when I went there, thinking I don't think Liverpool will win today, can win today. I think they'll get beat. I don't think that anymore. They're going to Brighton next Sunday. It'll be a tough, tough game. What do you think? Well. To Liverpool, I don't think they can wait to get their teeth yeah. into Brighton. I think they played played on Sunday if they could have. Hundred percent. That's it. It just fe- it felt like. I mean, Arsenal get a two-two draw with Tottenham the other week. I think they sat scratching their heads by the Monday morning, going, "Have we sh- have we actually showed ourselves we're not much better than bloody Tottenham?" Whereas we've come out of that as if. Let's put it this way: We wouldn't have felt we've put put a marker down any more than if we'd gone and won their two 0 What do you think Spurs would have done around field with nine men? What would have happened if Liverpool were playing Spurs at nine men at Anfield? It'd been a five nil. Yeah, I, I, genu- I, I think I, with a lot of teams as well, not just Spurs, but Liverpool. Yeah, as as Jake says, not many would have, not many would have done that. Right, Spurs have got a lot of questions to ask themselves. I mean, if they're doing their podcast this morning, once they got past that, they're do- they're going. Fuck my, me, we my, my break sympathetic down. Spurs thing though, Rob, is you don't play nine very often. No. So they're all looking at each other a bit like, but I think for me, what I'd be more worried about isn't the nine bit if I was Tottenham. It'd be the terrible from when they go 1 0 up until half time. It is mad that, that Liverpool are Luis Diaz being six inches further forward as a starting position away from him converting that thing that's what Salah puts across. And it's then 2 yeah. 1 to Liverpool at half time. Yeah. Plus, we've had another goal that we now know should have stood, yeah. if you know what I mean. In the period of time, Liverpool have had 10 men. So I'm Tottenham, I'm thinking about that. I think Tottenham really good 45 to 60 but then they're out of ideas they're absolutely they've got no idea Liverpool see it out do really well and at the point and that's why the Jota double booking is so frustrating at that point I think we're going to win this I do as well Nunez and, and Trent are coming on and I'm thinking we're going to win this here yeah. and that's mad you know what I mean like they're, they're a serious football team they're unbeaten they're this they're that the other and I'm thinking you're in trouble now boys we're going to win this and there's a couple of times we nearly get in Salah's furious and the reason why he's furious on that one is because we're 2v2 we've got you 2v2 yeah. We would have done, and that to me Rob is but it's also why I'm absolutely right behind them I'm absolutely of the view this is a, this is a great Liverpool side the sense I was, you know, I was behind the goal in the game, and you only see half a game when you're that you're that far low down and behind the goal. But when I was close to the Liverpool players, the attacking players, the body language was it was incredible. I thought, I thought Salah was something else. I thought that was his best performance of the season, really. And there was a genuine, I agree, there was a genuine determination to win that game. I think although Diogo Jota is harshly done by, especially because of the first thing, is just not a booking. I think he's, I think he's. 
he's the one who comes out of that going, I've been a bit of a silly ass here, haven't I? I I've, I've actually let us down a bit. Shouldn't have been but for the first one, but I really should have been more careful on the second one. I was actually calling for Klopp to sub him for Nunes before that happened. I thought, one, one well. he's not playing well. Two, we need another forward on, and we can't have four forwards on or whatever by that stage with ten men. Um, he's the one, but I don't, I don't want to throw Jotter under a bus, particularly because he doesn't. You know, it's, he it's was not, great against ten men at Newcastle. He was great against ten. They're all really good, but the, I thought Diaz and Nunes, uh, sorry, Salah and, and and Diaz as a combination, holding the fort, holding the line, getting us out, providing a threat. It was a sensational two-man effort, really. I know they had to have it all, but going on behind them, and they definitely did have that platform. But they, they were wonderful, those two, I think. Yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. Uh, amazing to be able to talk about a great side. I haven't gone down to nine men. Um, and not dissimilar to Neil, I can't wait for Brighton, but I also can't wait for playing Union SG either. Be talking about that in a minute or two and where the league table currently sits at uh, before then. Another Liverpool team to be exceptionally proud of is Liverpool women. They went to Arsenal, uh, a side much more fancied than they are uh, at the start of this WSL women's campaign and they got all three points. It was a great performance. We put a post-match show out yesterday uh, which is very much worth listening to in the immediate aftermath of the game. But on Friday, the other thing that happened was that Liverpool women uh, opened their Melwood facility. Uh, very kindly, the Anfield rapper invited Dan, and while we were there, we spoke to Liverpool women's captain, Neve Fahey, about that facility and about the upcoming Merseyside derby against Everton. Uh, here is Neve. We'll be back in a minute to talk about the table in Union SG. Neil Atkinson here with the woman who's got the privilege, and I mean the privilege, of being the women's captain at the moment at which Liverpool women overtake the AXA Melwood facility. It's brilliant. I've been around it all day. I can't. I, I, I might come, to be honest with you. It's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, we, we could do with another signing, so how are you fixed? You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a special facility. Um, you can just see here behind us the pitches and uh, that everything about it is it's top class. It's elite. So yeah, we're very happy for it to be our new home. The quality of the pitches. Let's do that first and foremost. Cause it seems like the most obvious thing to say. Well, the quality of the pitches. But let's be right about this. Lots of training facilities just do not have this quality of pitch. There's unbelievable grass that functions all year round around the corner. That's literally worth millions. It is an unbelievable sort of surface to train on. Yeah, it's it's the top top of the top you can't get any better than the it's deso it's it's cared for by the guys the ground staff have done an amazing job and uh, yeah it's 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 everything that you want as a, as a professional in terms of how soft it is how the ball rolls i mean they've done an incredible job here the next phase of this again that's again people might think well aren't they all like that i just happened to pop in before when you were, they were doing a bit of stretching strength and conditioning before the proper session the quality of the gym yeah. Unbelievable again, and and huge, so much room for everyone to be able to work. It must be, it must be different. Without being disrespectful, it must be so different. Oh no, of course, it's not disrespectful at all. Um, yeah, we, we, you know, we weren't in a facility like this, nowhere near it. In fact, so uh, for us to have this now, it, it's a game changer in terms of how we're going to be prepared as well. Um, you know, the physical preparation uh, off the pitch is going to be top class as well because we have the, the this facility to to work in. So yeah, it, it is a game changer, and like I said. We're very happy to this for this to be our new home and it's all the you know there's cameras everywhere in terms of being able to see where you're up to literally look back at training look back at sessions I could see all the all the stuff that monitors every everything you're doing Jordan Tremming feels a bit on top but you'll be alright <laughs> but it is that sort of it, it is absolutely tip top even down to that detail as well yeah exactly like you said um, everything's monitored for you now uh, strength and conditioning our nutrition you know every aspect of us as an athlete is going to be looked at and taken care of and uh, for us that's 
amazing. You know, you don't have to think too much about it. You, you come in and you just, you do your work and you become a better person, a better player and, and you leave and you just you just get better here and this is a facility that you want to be in. The idea of getting better, I think, you know, I'm not going to overstretch the point, but these are elite facilities yeah. and the idea therefore is everyone, we want to hit elite performance. It's a big season, a big season coming up where solid seven plus campaign, mm. do the business, you know, anchor ourselves in the division are you hoping for more this year yeah we are we're we're ambitious we're hungry we've strengthened the squad um, international talent coming in the yeah. door so of course we're going to push to get higher up the table it, it is going to be tough the, the league is tough in but every the, essence the quality of the sessions up already do you yeah, feel that the quality it, of the sessions are up here for, for sure i think um you know we we struggle probably being at you know our last training ground with the quality of the pitches and having a tempo of play so you come here now and, and the ball is rolling perfectly there's no excuse for a bad touch so uh, everyone's level has, ra has raised as well being training day in day, day out on, on a pitch uh, of this quality so um, yeah I think everyone's you know there's no excuse for a bad touch or a bad bobble now I think the idea that there is just sort of no excuses that's the framework that's being put in by the club and yeah. if the pressure the club's put on itself I think full stop here we want no excuses we, we, we want to be the best it'll take a bit of time no one's saying it happens overnight but we want to be the best of, of course and uh, that's where you want to be you want to be in a position first of all it's, it, the mentality is are we giving our, ourselves the best possible yeah. opportunity to compete at the top level with this facility yes we are so it's up to us now as players to take on the challenge uh, we want to be ambitious as players we want to get silverware for the club we know the remit and what we have to do this season so yeah like I said we're working really hard to to hopefully put that into practice now this year uh, we just done a session here you were you were down doing your session there was a, the, the, the whole opening but it was in the in the, the room adjacent to the canteen I tell you what you can get fed well there can't you <laughs> well, yeah you I'd, can. I'd lose weight I need more than lose weight <laughs> the quality of it it's unbelievable yeah well that's 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 the other side of it as well uh, the nutritional aspect is huge yeah 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 recover performance and um yeah it's all it's all very healthy you're not going to get any ketchup or mayonnaise in there so no 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 I, I was even, if, even if you even if you ask for it they won't give it to you <laughs> so there's no chance of uh, sneaking anything in but again it's all part of being a, a top class professional and athlete having that side of things here and yeah we have it here crucially everyone wants to be upset it was it was delicious uh, <laughs> it was absolutely delicious as well last thing kudos is coming to up, the chefs kudos indeed <laughs> coming up listen this will be coming out after you played the first game of the season you're out for it um, as well just to sort of make that point coming up though is the the game at Anfield, mm. uh, the Merseyside derby. It was a good crowd last year, but we'd love to see more people. Yeah. Uh, you know, if anyone can get down, they should be getting down, shouldn't they? It'll be a really good occasion. It's it's always a brilliant occasion. Liverpool, Everton. Last year we had a great crowd. It'd be fantastic again if we could get more support. And obviously we were on the wrong side. Yeah, you got to uh, beat them. Aren't yeah, you, we got to beat them this year. No doubt about it. We got to beat them. Um, we've lost two. I've played in two now at home, and we've lost two. So. It has to be, you know, not third time lucky, but we need to get the win. So, uh, yeah, we, we need all the reds we can down there to get us over the line. Let's all get down there. Uh, it is on the 15th, Sunday the 15th of October. Have a great afternoon at Anfield. Enjoy it. Uh, the tickets couldn't be more reasonably priced. It's £10 for adults. It's £1 for children all the way through. The more there, the merrier. But let's be serious about this. It's serious business. Liverpool have got to beat Everton. Absolutely brilliant from Neve. And as I say, uh, we had some free stuff that went out last week around the women's game. We'll have some more free stuff coming up before the women's derby, uh, which is on Sunday the 15th of October. It is £10 for adults and a pound for children. £10 for adults and a pound for children. Um, it's a good side. You won't be able to go to Arsenal and win one 0 if you're not a good side. Did you watch it yesterday? Yeah, they were they were brilliant. Amazing crowd, fifty four thousand. Yeah. They had COVID outbreak last last week. Liverpool women to jail. Four, yeah. four substitutes to the name. They had all players missing with injury. What a performance! And you know, 
we talk about Jurgen Klopp a lot, don't we? But I think Matt Pearce is a pretty, uh, pretty good manager, isn't he? And he's got he's got a lot a lot about the, him. Just signed a new contract. The, the the mad thing about the game was, you know, ultimately the Liverpool women get the best chance in the game. Yeah. You know, and there's there's loads of stuff from Arsenal women second half set pieces, crowding the keeper, put massive pressure on Rachel Law. She does really well. Brilliant. Liverpool do really well all the way through the match. But the point is, is that it's a classic smash and grab away performance because you're left in a situation where not only it's not like it's not a 25 yarder and it's not a goalkeeping howler. Liverpool women get a few opportunities to attack. They take them brilliantly, and it is the best chance in the game that Liverpool score. Yeah, and they've, they've gaining this reputation of being able to upset the, the real top sides in the league. They did yeah. it with Chelsea first game of last season. They've had good results, good performances. They were good against United away. last yeah. game last season. But to do it and get the win, they didn't win a didn't win a away league nope. game all last season. To get it first game of the season, that's a massive thing. You know, they finished seventh last season. I think Matt Beard was saying any kind of improvements on that will. That's a not the perfect start, isn't it? You're looking at top six, top five. Go for it. Huge step forward. Uh, do check out all of our Liverpool women's stuff. We'll have it over the course of the season. And Neil's written about it as well in a sub stack, which you can check out. Uh, which he's... Uh, you write more than I expected. Yeah. You know, you're, what's up with you? Verbose. Garrulous. Yeah. I know. I'll stop that. I'll stop that. No, no, 300 no, words. We've got, let's, let's stick to 300 words. No, 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 the, the emails come thick and fast, and yeah. they're always worth reading. So do check that out. Neil's Substack is on there. Uh, let's talk about the league table. I've got Mr. Overview himself, Rob Gutman, with me. Um, <laughs> City dropping points. There was something in the air uh, on Saturday afternoon. I had a text from Amelia. Amelia, when you fancy City, you're going to drop points today, don't you? And I can tell from noises you're making, but you're not saying it on shows. And I said, Adam, you know me so well. You know me so well. And I watched uh, Manchester City up against Wolves. And I watched Pedro Neto do his magnificent thing. What a footballer he is. And I like the look of the table. Even though I would like us to have three more points, I like the look of that table at the moment. It feels a table full of possibility. I, I don't look at tables the minute we drop points. We, but I think someone said we're two points off the top still, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. That's handily placed, isn't it? Handily placed in form and having got... Let's Tough away's out the way. Yeah, three, three, three big, big. Newcastle, part the, the randomness of Chelsea, but it's, I think it'll prove a tougher way for some of our rivals as well. But Newcastle, given, especially given the form they've now shown, and Spurs, given the form they've shown all season, those are two... And Wolves. And the, the mighty, the and the the mighty Wolverhampton Wanderers, too. Yeah. You've, you've said in your agenda and it was, it, was, it was actually a good week. It's not the worst weekend to lose. I mean, it felt before kickoff. We were all going, God, if we could win today, we're going top. And that was very, it was very exciting. Well, I think we gave the performance worthy of winning on Saturday. But you're right. It wasn't the worst one to lose. It's not just that City dropped. City, let's pick up, talk about them first. Drop the points. It's that they showed the vulnerability, isn't it? That they've been tenderised now. That they're... You know, they're not necessarily going to open with 30 straight wins. There's a possibility they might drop some points down the line. I, th- I think, I think. I mean, I, it was an interesting weekend. Arsenal, after a wobble against Spurs the weekend before, came up with a quite a statementy kind of 4-0 win. Uh, but then there was points dropped in other places, and the, and the Blues did their bit as well, just to make it a... It's one of the most interesting Saturdays of, of our modern lifetimes, I'd say, in a football sense. There was... Um... Pedro Neto happened to Manchester City, Jake. Uh, I watched it live. It was really interesting. They played Neto off the right to get yeah. a, uh, Nathan Ake rather than playing him off the left where he's been against Kyle Walker. <laughs> I'm struck by, you know, this, this. me and Neil Jones have had this conversation repeatedly now at the start of this season. Every team's got at least one you've got to worry about. Whoever you are, with the exception of, of maybe the three promoted sides and maybe one other, two others, the, the, the 15 teams, 16 teams have got one at least you've got to worry about. And if they used as, and deployed as cleverly, uh, especially at home, as Wolves deploy Pedro Neto, then there's no reason why a lot of sides can't take points off a lot of sides. Yeah, and it's 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 time and everything as well, isn't it? In the sense of, you know, 
half twelve at the mall and knew that that's a tough place to go to. Uh, oh, no, it was a three. Oh, it was a three o'clock. Was sorry, a three, yeah, half twelve was Villa Brighton. Yeah, about three o'clock. Where Villa scored six. Still, still equally tough, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, you've had your lunch, but still tough. <laughs> but, um, Might be a bit full. But yeah, I, you know, <laughs> what, what I would say about Neto in, in, in general, just to pick up on your point there, is, you know, Wolves have had a lot of assets stripping, haven't they, of, of players in the last last few seasons? You know, you think of Neves, we've took Jota, you know, there's one or two of us, but he's always stuck there when, when really, whenever we've played them, I've always thought, He's the one that we really need to need to watch out for, and, I, and, I, and I'm I'm surprised that nobody's took a punt on him really because he injuries injuries yeah, bad bad timing injuries bad yeah. timing well well even still I, I think I think he'd still be good to pick up for somebody but but saying that like you said you know him you know there's quality all across the league and I, and I think ultimately whoever plays against Wolves when he's in form I'm going to be in a, a tough proposition this season. Um, all right. Arsenal look all right. It's a good, you know, they do. It's it's a good win at Bournemouth. It could have yeah. been, a, could have been, a, could have been a sticky one. Spurs obviously get the points uh, in there as well. Uh, Newcastle do what you'd think against Burnley. United look a bit of a mess. The, yeah. It's shaping up. It's shaping up intriguingly. It just adds more onto our game next weekend. Absolutely, and just throwing Brighton as, as another mad one here. Six one away. You know that I don't know whether that's good or bad for for Liverpool. It's 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 obviously bad for Brighton, but just shows that. Maybe you sort of the things you're hanging your hat on at the moment. You're saying, "Well, ah, Brighton." You know what? I, I think I asked on Friday, Saturday when we were speaking. I asked you. I said, "Who do you think is a bigger rival for the for the Champions League? Do you think it's Brighton or Tottenham? Um, you know, which which game would you rather win of the next two? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know, do you? We don't know at this stage. But one thing is is for sure. I think Manchester United are going to be in and around the top four, and Liverpool have got a very good start on them in there and that's a, that's a very good thing Chelsea I think we can write out of the top four pitch and we thought they might be in there so you're starting to whittle it down and going well that is your bare minimum your bare minimum was top four you're starting to whittle away rivals you're starting to put yourself in a good position even at this stage yeah Liverpool are still in the top four you know even that's a little bit of a psychological boost sometimes when you look at it I don't think we could ever look at it at any point last season and see Liverpool in the top four they're in there now got a good start get Brighton out the way and then it's three fixtures that you go bang, bang, bang. That should be not, that not should be nine points. That could easily be nine points for Liverpool, and you can put yourself in a very good position going into November, December. Let's get on to Union. Pick me a team. Okay. Well, we, with there is Preston now. He's got a midweek team, but the, but the the injuries and and sendings off are going to have an influence on that. So Kelleher and uh, Simicast at left back, Quanza and I don't know. I, Who's going to play right back? By, if Bajetic is all right... It doesn't Curtis. sound like he will be. Well, he was Curtis. Do you know what I think he might do? I think he might do 45 minutes of Trent. Uh, yeah, I think he might do 45. I think he might do 65 minutes Trent, actually. I was thinking, sorry, I'm just remembering my conversation on the way back from the game with my boys. I think I think, I think Trent will do... Could do, easily do an hour. With a view to the fact, even at Brighton, if he started and hadn't played in the week, he wouldn't do more than an hour. So if Bajetic is injured, isn't he? Bajetic's got a calf Small. He said yeah. minor, minor. Yeah, always, yeah. I mean, he always says that. Yeah, well, he, he does. <laughs> three months. So you, you think, I mean, Kanate doesn't start, so you think Kanate and Kwanza will start. So, okay, Kanate, Kwanza, Simikas and Trent then, which makes it interestingly strong at the back, despite everything else. Endo's earned the right to, to be a fixture. Elliot, you can't deny again. And I think Gravenberch similarly... Well, aren't you playing Curtis Jones because you can't yeah. play against Brighton? Uh, you can't play against Brighton. Well, then... Don't, and Jota. And Jota can't play against Brighton. So, you so start if, Curtis comes, if Curtis comes in, who does he come in for? It's, it's either Elliot or Gravenberch. Well, you could play, play Elliot with Doak 
players. You can sort of play him off the right and and. He and might have an eye on what happens to McAllister as well. He, yeah, he, with the suspension, he if he could, does get suspended, he could he could go Curtis in the six. Given he'll expect to control the entire game, he could go Curtis in the six and let Endo have to kick his heels a bit and then go with Elliott and grab a bit ahead of him. I don't think he can risk Nunes with if Gakpo's injury is. So I think looks I like think Gakko he might go. Looks like it could be a Jones. But you want him in rhythm. I think he might do Endo Jones, Gravenberch in the middle, Doak and Elliot behind Jota, mm, and that do. gets him. However, that gets sort of arranged as the game goes on. I, that gets him. That gets him a, a, a lot of quality. It gets him Doak getting a run out in there as that. well. Jones has got to start. It's mad if yeah. Jones doesn't start. I'm just, got, I think two, and Endo's start, got to start. I think I I, I disagree. In the, I think Nunes has to and will start. I don't think he'll necessarily want to put 90 in his legs necessarily. Could do a 45 there maybe. Yeah, I mean we're not seeing as much as that as, as we'd like but maybe but, but I, certainly no more than an hour. I, I expect I expect Nunes to have to, yeah, like he, could, he could just say look you can have the last 30 and, and the 15 minutes of injury time like he did, he's done on one of the other games. But I would think Nunes I think Nunes is champing at the bit and he'll want to do you not think he, But do you not think in the back of his mind he'll regret now using him against Leicester because it didn't mean he could use him against Tottenham because he picked up a little bit of a knock. But he, he, he doesn't start against Leicester. Oh, he, does, he, he comes on. off the bench. He comes off the bench. Yeah. He reeled himself out against Spurs. Was really, the, the, he, the manager somewhere. says he has a bit of a knee yeah. and he just wants to keep an eye on it. But he was, he was about to bring him on. Yeah. So he was fit enough to come on. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I mean? And if you're the manager, you're beginning to think, did I need to flash him on there against Leicester? Was that the smart move? You may, you may be right. Maybe it is just half an hour. I'm not sure. I couldn't call it. You never, I think, think Jotha think Joth and Jones, will. I think they'll be the first two names on the team. Yeah. Sheet. I think, I think he'll look, it's, Keith, Keith is, it's such a bad timing for him he misses three league games including the derby games when he's playing really well it's, it's sort of the bit of the story as it is and when he has yeah. a little run aside it, it comes and it comes something turns up this is obviously a little bit self-inflicted I think he'll be, he'll be in the side I, I think he'll play right back I think he'll continue so you don't to, think Trent will start? no I don't think so I mean you look at you look at Matoma next week you, I think Trent half an hour again. You, you, the fact that he only came on and in, in, he didn't start that game on Saturday, he's had a whole week of training. I thought still suggesting no, they, they're still working him back in. I think they'll, I think they'll get him a half hour. Maybe. Not start against Brighton either. No, I think he'll start against Brighton. But against Matoma, he had a, he had a wretched time last yeah. season. Do you not think they might be tempted by this? I wonder if a complexity is, could emerge a club. You could argue, oh, you would definitely argue, a good problem to have is the more good games Gomez has, yeah. right side. You start to go, well, for the big games, would it be the worst thing in the world if Gomez is solidity we can count on there? And then you go, well, where the fuck's Trent getting his game in the big games? Because he's got to get his game. And I, and I just wonder if that has a knock-on, because, well, could he play where McAllister's playing? Just for the one game. Yeah, yeah, this, this one coming up against Brighton, I think, is interesting, because you can make that a series of arguments there, not least because you're going, well, who's going to play where Jones plays? Mm, and then you could end up and Very that was where they wanted McAllister so yeah. I can see there being a sort of a, a yeah. series of events that ends but you think Graham Berk will slot in there don't you I think, I or, think or Elliot who's yeah. looked great off the bench yeah, but I think, think Graham Berk looks sharp though doesn't he when, he when he when he came on even the other day I think you're looking and saying right I think he's almost at the point where it's like Give me it. Give, give me it now. Yeah, put me in, and I'll I'll see if I can take this chance. In, I think I think he might. He's going to be the big benefit. I think of Curtis getting. getting I've got a slight niggly worry about McAllister in the six, and he he loses the loses the ball in the first twenty quite badly against Tottenham. Just and it's down to his physicality. Really, he's a little bit too much of a little lad against bigger lads in that midfield as the last man, and it, and it's happened one one or two other times in games. I do wonder, in a bigger game, Brighton away is a big game, whether he would worry about putting him, him there. And he might want well, to have a look at a bigger lad. He was great second half. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. 
But I do. I don't think McAllister I is going to emerge not. as our long term. I, I think they've got to get used to playing it. I think they've got to get used to the fact that you can you can fizz it into someone with their back to play, and and it's, it's it becomes automated. I think there's still an element of Liverpool sort of going, oh, should we? Should, you know, and he ends up in well, these sort of strength duels when really, if Liverpool have got, are like that and that. He's, the ball's gone before anyone's got near him. When, when I first saw him there, I thought he was only plugging a gap until somebody else comes in or, or, or we do a bit of a shift. But I think looking at it more and more, it looks like they're kind of prepping him to be that Pilo, Xavi Alonso mm-hmm. type of six. Yeah, I think we've changed slightly how, how we do things. And I think I agree with Neil. I think it's a case of he's just got to get better what he does. But most interceptions, wasn't he? Yeah, the, 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 quality, the, the, yeah. Funny, the funny thing, the funny thing yeah. about it is I think I can't work out whether or not McAllister's the victim of the fact that Liverpool are, are not necessarily starting absolutely tip-top first 20 and they're wearing sides down and working them out a little bit. And then afterwards you're going, well, when that wasn't happening, does that end up with an, with an arrow over McAllister? But anyway, let's not worry too much about that uh, right now. Uh, really, really good show. Listen... If you're angry about the football, you know, keep it to the football. Be angry at the Anfield rap. Be angry at anything that you want. Don't take it home with you. It is the most important of the least important things. So crossness uh, and performative crossness is not what we need as much as possible. Uh, let the football club have the argument they're going to have. Uh, let the footballers be footballers. Let the managers be managers. Let's all be supporters. It's a brilliant team. Uh, Andy Heaton producing Sam Walkerdine uh, also as well. Uh, Rob Gutman. Uh, Rob, I've cut this off because the camera on you has failed for the YouTube. It's cut out, Rob, so you can pull any face you want. Uh, uh, and uh, Jake Nolan and you can't see you now they can't see you now so you can say what you want but uh, you won't be coming it. up on the YouTube <laughs> I put uh, my hat back on put your hat back on take my pants back off um, <laughs> yes indeed Gutman will leave his hat on see you later Sports Social Podcast Network